Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This is Mary Scott, and we're going to do something special and interview our friend Rachel today. Um, We're taking a little bit of time at the beginning of this series and just letting you guys get to know us as the co-hosts a little bit behind this podcast. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Rachel and you'll get to hear more of her story and our stories just throughout the trajectory of this podcast. But she is a woman that is fierce and adventurous and fun and probably the most go-getting human I know. And if it wasn't for her, this podcast would not be happening I promise. She is just full of passion. Honestly, those are the words that come to my mind. So I'm just excited for you to get to know her. She's such a dear friend of mine, and I think you will love her. Well, hey, Rach. That was too sweet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I just have to learn when someone compliments or says something kind to just open my hands and say, I receive it. Because <laughs> I cannot. True. I cannot. I know it's I think it's southern like you know we just don't like to accept things like it's like it's, the false being polite of like oh no no you, but like God created you yeah accept it it's like someone giving you a gift and saying no thanks and giving back you know no, I'm not about that you don't do that Rachel you and Thomas your husband live a very crazy and out of the norm lifestyle yeah how would you describe that for us and then we can talk about you and Thomas Okay. Yes. So my husband, Thomas, is amazing and incredible and also an adventure seeker. And so we've kind of been called to a very different life right now. And this season looks like moving and having lots of fun and doing hard things and working long hours. But we found so much reward, also lots of challenge. Might talk about that later. But long story short, my husband and I got married right before my last semester of college and he was already graduated. We moved to South Carolina together so I could finish school and then we headed off to where he was starting his career. He went to college to be a mechanical engineer and is kind of practicing what he studied um, at a beautiful place in Northern California called JH Ranch. Some of you might have heard of it but it's a guest ranch that serves families in a really cool and adventurous way. Go figure. You know, we're adventurers. So we have to find something adventurous. There you go. We cannot live the cubicle lifestyle. So Thomas works on the ropes courses, keeping up with inventory and designing new ropes courses, helping train the people that are working on the ropes course. But we don't live in California all year. We actually move back to Birmingham, Alabama for half the year and then live in California the other half of the year because the headquarters of this ranch we work at is in Birmingham, Alabama. So we live the East Coast to West Coast life and it's tons of fun. I mean, there's no other way for you guys to live. It kind of suits both of our both of our natures. So it's like my alter ego is being yeah, fulfilled in both real. areas. No, I, I love the adventure of the West Coast, but also love and a lot of times crave the routine that the East Coast is all about. Love Southern culture and there's no such thing where we are in California. So whenever I say we live in California, let me let me tell you, it's not like San Diego, L.A. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, yeah, we spend our summers in California. And everyone's like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, it is amazing. But let me reframe this. It's like pine trees and cows and mountains and snow cap. Yeah. So it's like it's northern California. It's not the sunshine beach and let's go tan and rollerblade. 
Right. Or have your smoothie bowl. Or have your, yeah, acai bowl. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> There's no such thing. So our closest grocery store is about 30 to 45 minutes away. We um, live in a cute little Lincoln Log type-ish cabin. Yeah? Yeah, which is a trade. And part of that is just figuring out what you wanted to look like every summer. Yeah. <laughs> so we we actually work for a place that's so generous and gives us a place to stay every summer. So we don't have to worry about renting or buying while we're out there. They give us the housing just for long enough as we need it. And then we move back to our cute little apartment that's in the middle of this basically outdoor shopping mall. So you can imagine the difference in lifestyle, like being yeah. able to walk to your favorite shops and dinner and then, you know, the other half of the year having to drive two hours to the movie theater yeah yeah totally different but we love it we started this adventure five days off of our honeymoon so we went actually and newsflash everyone rachel and i got married one day apart yes fun fact in the same year in the same year so we're both coming up on our second year anniversary okay great i know i'd still say we're newlyweds yeah we can claim it for a few more days a few more days (laughs) so yes we decided that this was for us and it's what the Lord was calling us to. And what better time to do adventure together than your first season together? So we said yes to something crazy that no one really understands. That's okay. Sometimes even you. And sometimes even me. I'm like, I don't know what I said yes to. And I don't know if I'd say yes to this again. And then there's other moments that I'm like, I'm completely obsessed. Let's never leave. So, you know, it's the crisis I feel like we all have Mm -hmm. with every day. Okay, so I want to know a little bit about you and Thomas and how you met and got married and what it was like to try and manage the two seasons of marriage and finishing college. Wow. Yeah, we don't get asked about that often because I don't think people know that's how we spent our first Which is really hard. Season, yeah. So we went to JH Ranch in California, like I said, five days off of our honeymoon. And then we came back in August so I could start classes for syllabi week. And we got to Clemson and moved into this tiny home, which was really cute. And I miss it. It was fun. We had a blast. To be honest, we fought hard and often. Mm -hmm. I was figuring out what life was going to look like, letting go of what I knew it as with routine and friendships and classes and grades being a stress, you know, to learning how to adult and finance and budget with my husband So it was merging two lives into one when I was already trying to finish my first well, like finish college really well and strong. I feel like I finished relationships strong um, or left them at a good point to pick up later. But then also know that really my first priority is to create a home and a space for my husband to feel safe and loved. And that was weird. Also add the fact that Thomas and I were long distance because he went to a different college all of our college career and then all of a sudden like I was welcoming him to my college town with all my friends my functions it was weird I highly suggest it like I've never felt more championed in life like I forgot a calculator for an exam and he like could bring it to me and turn right back around or we finally knew what it was like to have a coffee date in between classes like, we'd mm-hmm. never had that luxury so it was super sweet we really didn't have much care because really my biggest concern was you know buying groceries and taking tests and now life is totally different and we have hobbies and dreams and careers that are keeping us a little bit more busy than we were back then but life was simple and that was really sweet life was also really interesting because there was no way to compartmentalize all the lives happening at once i heard um that dr henry cloud wrote a book called necessary endings 
and it's been on my list to read for a while and it's just about like the necessary endings of certain seasons i don't know if this is really applicable that's good Thomas and I actually are a youth group romance. <laughs> we met at the church we were both going to at the time in youth group. Um, we clicked really quickly, I guess, and became great friends. And I wouldn't say like I was attracted to him or like wanted a relationship. I just thought he was like cute and really fun. But we both went to different high schools. And I feel like when you're 25 minutes apart in high school, like that's a long time. You know, especially when you just got your license and you're not going to drive 25 minutes for a girl or a guy, you know, we just didn't really have a relationship until about my sophomore year of high school and his senior year of high school. So he's two years older, which in high school, when you're 16 dating an 18 year old, like that's weird. Yeah. You were probably feeling very judged or yeah, I (laughs) I was going to say, but you're right. Yeah. It just was weird. But I liked him and he liked me and we became serious really quickly. Like, I guess you'd say we fell in love and it was a high school romance for sure. And we were like, this is it. Where are you going to college? Because I want to go to college there. And we started making decisions that um, were affecting our future based on each other. And I have a really wise dad that stepped in and basically said, I love you and I love him and I even love y'all together. But is this smart right now? Because I don't want you compromising your calling for another human. Wow. And that is a wise one. Yeah. And he was like, so do you trust that if this is meant to be, that it would really happen? Or do you think that you're more powerful than the God's plan and you could ruin it? And I was like, you're so right. We all think that we're more powerful. Yeah. I don't know why. Fast forward a few months and a few decisions, Thomas decides to go into the military. So he takes a gap year in between high school and college and goes to tech school for the Air Force, um, goes to basic training, all of that. And so he told me, if you're going to break up with me, just don't do it over a letter while I'm at basic training. Wow. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. And he got his phone once a week and had 15 minutes on the phone or maybe 30 minutes or something. So he'd split it between me and his mom. And I guess he could kind of figure out that I was becoming more detached, more detached because while he was gone, I had more time to think and soul search and figure out, yeah, I have a lot of growing up to do, a lot of decisions to make, and I don't want to have to, you know, make anyone else happy besides me. It sounds so awful, but it was really protection at the time. So I actually broke up with him the day he graduated from basic training because he had his phone back long enough for me to actually have the convo. It was heartless. I did not know that. Yeah. This is so interesting. So fast forward a few years later and lots of family happenings and circumstances and situations happened that really cornered me into a place I'd never thought I'd imagined being and was really lonely and really not loving who I was. And here comes this Thomas from two years ago who we both had other relationships at the time. And he almost just kind of was glowing. And I don't know, that sounds very cheesy, but I knew that he was probably my only reminder of who my old life was before all the mess and I was like I want that so it took a while for me to decide do I want that because I'm attracted to it and I want a relationship or do I want that because it's comfort Mm. and so it took a long time for me to figure it out but long story short you know spoiler alert we're married now so I figured it out and he is amazing and that's your life he's my life yeah it's really cool so you mentioned earlier that your family went through a really hard season and a mess yeah 
Can you go into a little bit of that? Quite a mess. Yeah. I think it's funny. Before I even go into it, I used to have this theory, obviously before all of what's about, I'm about to tell you unfolded, but I had a theory that everyone has like one bad thing that happens to them in life. After that one bad thing, God kind of is like, okay, we're done. And you pass the test. Yeah, you pass the test. I can move on to my next subject, which is like so wrong and so distorted, but for some reason believed it. And um, it was your misconception of God. Yeah, it was God as the controller instead of God, the redeemer, you know, and God is the reprimand instead of God as the savior. And I just really had it mixed up. If you would have asked me at 17 years old, like what my biggest struggle was, I would probably tell you that my family just spent a lot of time in my younger years loving on my dad and um, helping him through a really sick season. If you listened to the last episode, you probably heard Mary Scott's story about her mom and um, her being sick a lot of Mary Scott's childhood. And that was very similar to my story where my dad was really sick and was dying from kidney failure. By the grace of God, found a transplant donor in time and he had a transplant and continued living life. So that was really cool. But if you had asked me at the moment, what is your biggest like heartache? What has been your biggest grief? Whatever, like that would be it. So I was convinced that was my thing and God wasn't going to mess with me the rest of my life. Wow. And I had passed the test and I really struggled when people asked me about a testimony and I don't even remember praying. I was like, I want a story. I want a testimony. Like you felt left out. I felt left out and I felt like everyone else had some miraculous story that I was missing. And um, yeah, I wanted it. And so God gave it to me in a really cool and graceful and compassionate, but also reckless way. I remember I was at the orthodontist and I was getting my braces off and we got to go to lunch wherever I wanted afterwards. My mom was like, you pick the place. And so I was like, I can finally eat a sandwich without it getting in my brackets. Oh my God. So we went in McAllister's and we were sitting in McAllister's and my mom's phone rang and it was the guy that my dad was spending time with that day. And he called and told my mom that my dad had been in a rock climbing accident. And he told my mom that my dad was okay, that he was still breathing but that things weren't looking too good, so she should start making her way to where they were climbing. So my mom got in the car and left me at home to pick up my brothers from school. And long story short, he passed away before my mom got to the hospital, which was so weird, so out of the blue. And like I mentioned earlier, my dad had a kidney transplant. So I guess I was convinced he was invincible because he had already been through something and that was his bad thing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I thought, surely, maybe worst case scenario, my dad comes through the door in a wheelchair or something. Um, But dad just didn't come home. And it was really heartbreaking. And I was really angry and frustrated because we had prepared for death the first time. Mm -hmm. And we were ready the first time and had celebrated, you know, the lasts of things the first time. And now had this false misconception we were going to have him forever and he was going to meet my kids and all this. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of the hardest part where my grieving turned bad and my grieving turned into an excuse of like, well, I'm the girl that the bad thing happened to. So people are going to expect me to do bad things. Mm. And I used it to my advantage, which was actually a disadvantage, <laughs> and mm. messed up relationships, um, really kind of messed up opportunities the Lord was giving to me to rise to occasions. And looking back, like I'm I'm really I don't know how to say this. Thankful. 
yeah, so looking back, I'm really thankful that um, that all this happened. Would I trade the wisdom I have or the life I have for my dad? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But knowing what I have now and knowing that it might not exist if that hadn't have happened, I'm like, dang, God knows best for sure. Um, I think life would look a lot different. I think I wouldn't be who I am today without the discomfort of not having him Mm -hmm. and almost like the forcing of having to figure it out on my own. And you and I have talked about something before just because I've totally had the moments where I just said, well, my mom died, so surely that was my thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Dana and I walked through a hard two years and I'm, and I think, wow, I really thought that was my thing. And I just, I'm getting more comfortable and scared at the same time Mm -hmm. with the idea that you're either reeling from a past troublesome season or you're going to be preparing to be in another one or you've just gotten out of one and, you know, all of that. And as humans, we like say so much, like we want control and we want to know what God's plan is for our life. But would we say yes if we knew what he had planned? And you and I have, you and I have said yes to this. Like if we knew where we'd be now, but included the the cost that it came with, would we say yes? And the answer is no. And we can't carry the weight of knowing what God has for us all at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. It's kind of refined me to a point of where now I can confidently, and this is dangerous, so I'm not bragging or saying that you should do the same, but I feel like I'm in a point now where I'm like, Lord, thank you. Like, that's never something I would have asked for for myself, but you knew it was best for me. And so it happened and we're over it. And and, for his glory. And for his glory. Yeah. And we're processing and healing still and grieving still, and that's going to be ongoing. But... I am who I am today because it happened. So if there's something else that has to happen to get me to my next best self, don't delay. Mm-hmm. Like bring it on because I I want to go ahead and get to where you ha- have me to be um, and not want to stay in this place of comfort. So yeah, it was a hot mess express, but um, and there's a lot more of the story might come up later um, with how the rest of my family grieved and people that got brought into my life that I didn't invite and the ways that that affected me was really interesting and took years of healing and still healing from, but I'm so grateful for a husband that um, was able to walk with me before, during, and after and knows my mess, knows my mistakes, but still said yes to me and still chose me. And I think that's what's so cool about who Thomas is to me, at least, is like the on earth representation of Jesus saying, I see you and I know you and I know your mess, but I still choose you. It's that agape love. Agape love. Like you see all of me and you still see me. Well, switching gears a little bit, you are one creative lady (laughs) and you really, God has given you so many gifts of talents in the creative era. What does your day to day look like? Like what is, what is Rachel Autry doing? What is Rachel Autry doing? I also have built a fun little brand that's just my name, rachelautry.com, where I love to share life hacks and recipes and outfits and sales and things going on. Um, Some call it a blog, (laughs) but I like just to share shortcuts with life. 
so that you can focus on the things that really matter, like family and maintaining relationships and such. So that's been a blast. I went to school for communications at Clemson University, which led to lots of interest in coding and design and graphics. So lots of degree went into that, but also lots of self-teaching went into it. And so now I'm excited because I get to work on other people's brands and help them figure out who they're going to be online and who they're going to be in color and in a font and all of that. So yeah, it's my right brain. (laughs) It fulfills my adventure within my head you know, of being able to be creative and do something spunky and someone shoots it down. That's okay. Like we'll try again, but I got to have fun with my computer, you know? And you're so good at it. You're too sweet. I just have fun. (laughs) You're so good at it. It's like doodling. If someone were to follow you on Instagram, they would see you and Thomas in an airplane a lot. Yeah. Tell me about that. (laughs) Yes. We love to fly. Um, If you can't tell, my husband and I are both dreamers and doers, movers, shakers. If things are still too long, we get bored. That's a good way Fun fact. I actually probably rearranged my bedroom growing up like once a month because I would get so bored with it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. One time I put my bed in the middle of my room. Not okay. Don't try it at home. But uh, my husband is very much the same and loves new adventures and hobbies. And when I say he's good at anything he wants to be good at, I mean like guitar riding a motorcycle, flying an airplane, literally anything that you could think of hobby-wise, he's probably attempted and succeeded. He is amazing. So one of those is actually um, him becoming a private pilot, which was tons of fun. And it was a dream that he had. And I remember us going to a random county airport one day when we were living in South Carolina. And we parked our car on a road that was like almost at the very end of the runway. And we watched planes fly in. And I remember him talking so badly about how he wanted to be in the plane. And he kept talking about it and kept talking about it. And we had no money to even start this dream. Living on a part-time ministry income while I was in college, okay? So we just prayed and fundraised. And we're like, this sounds so silly because it's not even like mission work that normal people fundraise for. This is just like a dream and a hobby, you know, but we really did feel like it was a calling and we really did have visions and dreams and goals of us eventually doing something really cool and full time with aviation. So we just took our next step. And literally ever since there has been God's story upon God's story of people either getting him one step closer to his private pilot's license or the airplane that we have access to now, we like should never have access to, but we do. And so we love to fly and love adventure and love to travel. So it makes that whole little dream of ours a lot more accessible and possible. If you haven't flown in a small airplane, it's like a bucket list thing and it's not commercial. That's for sure. It's it small. gets you from one place to the next. It does. Quicker than you could drive. True. So that's fun. What are some things you're loving? Are you reading anything? Or watching anything or listening to anything. Yes. Oh I want to hear all the things. Okay. Um, so reading, I'll be honest, I used to not love reading. So if you asked me this question a year ago, I would like probably lie to you and tell you I was reading something I wasn't because I didn't know. But I'm really excited to say I found books I've loved. So right now I am reading a really cool devotional by Paul David Tripp. It's called New Morning Mercies, but it's like a short one page little devotional that has extra reading in scripture if you wanted to go further and deeper, but at the same time gives you really great content that you could chew on for a while if you just chose to read the page. Amazing. Challenging. I really love New Morning Mercies as well. 
it's amazing. And then the other book that I'm reading, which if you are a newlywed or a wife in general, it will rock your world. It's called Power of a Praying Wife. And it's all about praying for your husband instead of fighting them. Fighting them. Yeah. And it's like asking the Lord what you want and desire rather than telling your husband what you want and desire. There's a hilarious Beth Moore quote that she says that basically our job is to duck so that God can smack them. Duck so dot God can smack him. Yeah. That's it. hilarious. Yeah. No, I love it. So I guess this book is teaching me how to duck. Yeah. Love it. So that's what I'm reading. And then I have been loving this dry shampoo. I feel like everyone talks about dry shampoo, but like really this is like the unicorn of all dry shampoos because it's powdery and it soaks up everything, but it doesn't leave the residue in your hair. And I feel like other dry shampoos, like if you, if you don't spend the right amount of money on it, obviously there's way too high price and there's way too cheap. And so the way too cheap, you're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? But some of the cheaper ones make my scalp itch. I know that sounds so gross, yeah, but, with you. but like if you have a on the go life, then that's like kind of necessary to be able to throw your hair up in a top knot or even be able to wear it down with second day curls, you know? Totally. And so I've found this dry shampoo that I swear by, and I think everyone should at least give a shot. Also, it's like a perfume for your hair. It's called living proof dry shampoo. And it is, I mean, incredible. It's stellar. If you need something to add to your cabinet or toiletry list, for sure, try it. Well, that has been on my list for a while, so you have really encouraged me to go get it. Gosh, I love my friend Rachel so much, and I'm so glad that we got an episode all the way dedicated to her. Don't you see why I would totally jump on board in having a podcast with her? What an amazing co-host and friend. If you love this episode as much as I did, we would love for you to go to our iTunes and leave us a review. Not only does this allow us to know what kind of content you like to hear, but it also allows everyone else to learn about our show too. If you love this episode with Rachel, you're also going to love all the extra content that we pulled over on our blog over at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. You'll find tons more information about Rachel, pictures of her family, and all of the products and resources we talked about on today's show. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we're so excited to have you back next time. 